there are a lot of things about social media that are great. There are a lot of things about social media that are not. And when it comes to impacts on kids, can we really know what those impacts are yet? Not sure. Not sure. But we do know that there is a lot of talk about legislating and about bringing in rules to maybe regulate kids on social media. Well, Utah Governor Spencer Cox signed two bills into effect last Thursday that keep children from using using social media from 10.30 p.m. until 6.30 a.m. You need to have age verification to join social media. And there's a lot of other rules, too. So is this something that is going to be useful? Is this something that could catch on if it's deemed a positive? Joining us right now is Dr. Richard Lashman, who is the director of Zone Learning for Toronto Metropolitan University. Dr. Lashman, thank you so much for taking some time for us today. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Mike. This this legislation seems interesting. You've read through it. What stands out to you? Yeah, I, I think you, you framed it really well off the top. There's some things that are great or interesting about it. There's some things that are not great or interesting about it. Um, Clearly, this is happening at a time when we finally are having widespread conversations about the effects of social media. Um, Joe Biden described it as we've been conducting experiments on on kids and adults. We we really have for decades now uh, through the use of of software that we know can affect how we feel, uh, how we think, how we relate to each other. We're starting to have conversations about, well, what really do we want to be deliberately uh, allowing for this? But at the same time, there's also a context of parents' rights in the U.S. And there is a, uh, you know, attempts to control education, um, uh, conversations around gender, conversations around sexuality that we know also happen in the lives of teens uh, and young people. So there really is both of these things happening in these two bills at the same time. So knowing that maybe something has to be done because our kids are being impacted by what they're seeing and what they're scrolling through and the amount of time that they're using it. But you bring up a couple of great points, gender, sexuality, conversations, that what if a a child is not ready to have that with their parents, but they can find a community to maybe help them through online? Is Is that maybe the the two-edged sword that we're dealing with here where, again, there are positives, there's a need for things, and yet there's that other side of it which says, yeah, we got to curtail this a little bit. That's tough. Right. Yeah, there there are two aspects of this bill that are are problematic. So one is uh, it lumps all young people under one category, under 18. So I might suggest, you know, the things that might be appropriate for a child of eight uh, or inappropriate, that you might want con- control and oversight, might be very different for a child of 17 who's exploring, individuating, finding their own way. The, the second aspect of this is the bills give parents access to every... The companies have to find a way to have parents have access to every message, every, uh, thing, every post, everything a child sees uh, in any social media application, which means a parent is accessing anything a 17 or 16-year-old might be researching. And in some families, that's great. That might be a conversation. That might be appropriate. But in a lot of in other families, a child might be doing and exploring something that the parents don't get, don't understand. They're, they're exploring something about their own identity. And they're not allowed to research this with any expectation of privacy. 
And those, I think those rules are different for a younger child and an older teen, or they should be anyway. And under this legislation, everybody's just under 18. So even if you were 16 and 17, this still applies in the same way as it would to an 8-year-old? They get to see, parents get to see everything? That, that sounds absolutely right. And, and you know, in, in laws, this is challenging. We do have this minor, a parent's rights uh, or parent's obligations for a minor a lot of laws just treat everyone under 18 as that same category. We do have some different rules in some categories in Canada, and, and the EU does this too. They're, they have a, a 13 and under uh, with this older uh, set of regulations or, or, or privacy principles that come to effect. It, it's hard to say what the right age is. Of course, kids are different, families are different, but it does seem, I think a lot of us would agree, a 17-year-old is quite different in, in what they might want to have a right to do uh, with some expectation of privacy than a, than a much younger child. Dr. Richard Latchman joining us, Director of Zone Learning for Toronto Metropolitan University. Dr. Latchman, we've mentioned age a lot, and I get thinking back, and maybe you think about, you know, making the right choice as a parent, but when our kids wanted Facebook pages, they weren't of age to get them, but we were able to make them of age to get them because they were corresponding with friends and they were posting things and we did our best to watch what they were doing, but we let them lie about their age. You can criticize me for being that kind of parent, but that's what we did. How is the age verification expected to work here? Is it, is it as easy as saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm not supposed to be born in 2010? Okay, I was born in 2001. I'm good. <laughs> right. It, it is the skill testing question, can you subtract 18 from whatever yeah, that's right. <laughs> year is? Um, yeah, so, so yeah, there, there are some complexities to this. So one is, of course, age verification. It's complicated to do. In fact, if you hadn't done what you were describing with your kids, I mean, kids can find a way around this very simply. There are some apps uh, aimed at quite young children who have something like a parent must upload their verification of the parent's age, so a driver's license, something like that, and the parent can then authorize, I'm okay with this account happening. So it's complicated. Uh, there are still ways around this. Um, you know, somebody could get a copy, <laughs> could, could get a copy of somebody's driver's license. Uh, if not, it's a bulletproof. In a lot of cases, what they are trying to do is make it harder. So if you can change the defaults, if you can change the expectations, it's possible that you could do this. But the law doesn't explain how companies are to enact all of these reports. Right? The law just says, here's what we want. Companies figure it out. Um, yeah, and, and the companies might push back on this. There might be lawsuits around privacy motivations, but there also might be uh, complicated things they might have to enact in terms of age notification features, as you say. So a lot could still come of this. You, lawsuits, that's a lot. The things, yeah. this, is, this is still in a very early stage of working out some kind of regulation around the use of social media for kids. Uh, absolutely. So, so the, the interesting thing about this is Utah's one state. Uh, California has different rules that they've put into effect. Uh, a few other states are looking at enacting their own rules. The U.K. has rules in effect. Uh, the EU has rules in effect. Um, what we sometimes see is that it's the same social media company, right? They don't want to make a separate version of the app for the U.S. or a particular state. So what sometimes happens is they, they, they find the lowest common denominator. They make one version that avoids trouble in that one jurisdiction and applies those same restrictions across the board just to, just to avoid any potential lawsuits themselves. Uh, what they will choose to do in this case, they might push back, uh, they almost certainly will push back because the other thing to remember, we're having a conversation about privacy uh, and we're having a conversation about kids' rights, which are 
a fantastic thing. Companies are mostly interested in, in more eyeballs. They absolutely want to get kids started in consuming social media habits younger because then they'll just keep doing it. And that age demographic, the 13 to 17-year-old age demographic, is very valuable to advertisers. Uh, so companies are interested not just from a, a freedom of access argument. They're very interested from their bottom line as well. Fascinating. Dr. Latchman, and frightening, I guess, at the same time. But we really appreciate your insight. No problem. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. That is Dr. Richard Latchman from Toronto Metropolitan University, where he's the director of Zone Learning.